So thank you for being with us this morning. We, we pray God's blessing upon you in this great uh, day of lots of rain. Amen. And uh, well, we don't know if it's raining outside, but we know it was. Okay. But it's great to have you here in great south of the river. Let me just say this, that um, uh, south of the river in a new venue this morning, because Pastor David said to them last week, he said, this will be the last day we're in this venue. So he had to make a stand by faith. Amen. So they are in a new venue today. However, the, the, the council phoned him last and I said, no, no, you can't go any further than today in this venue. But however, there's another three venues that have opened up there. So we've moved areas. So listen, it, or, or I want to say this to you. You want to make your de- declaration. You can't back off. Whatever you're trusting God for. Amen. So what a great church. And I had a great time with some of the leaders on Tuesday night, my wife and I, and uh, uh, Pastor David had a great time with them on Tuesday night. So we're expecting great things in that place. Amen. Like we are in this place. So we know it's holiday time still, and then the holidays are almost over, and uh, we're still in winter. So isn't it great to be in winter in WA? Amen. <laughs> Come on. In the Republic of WA. Amen. Come on. Come on. All right. Just, just quickly, let me say a couple of things while, while South of the River is on. You know, we are, a, we are a home cell church. We believe in home cells, home groups, connect groups, whatever you want to call them. But we call them home cells. Now, now that's a place where you connect. It's a place of relationship. It's a place of prayer. It's a place where you discuss the Word, etc. I, I, we just planted another one recently, and uh, we're planting all the time. And uh, I was in one this last week, and it was so great to see the connection, new people getting to know each other, full house. So that one will have to multiply soon. And what there was was prayer. What there was was discussion of the Word. What there was was uh, worship. Uh, and then what there was, was sharing the vision to reach our world. Amen. That's what a home sale is about. Home sale is not a uh, social get together where we just have tea and coffee and we pat each other on the back and then uh, it goes for the whole night. No. Amen. Amen. Because home sales that go the whole night will grow like that and then like that. Amen. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. Amen. So let me just say this. Four W's. There are four W's. I want to just, this is an announcement. Four W's. There are four W's. Say the four W's. Four W's in home cell because I, I need to just share a little bit on home cells every week, a little bit. But there's four W's in a home cell. Number one, there's welcome, there's worship, there's word, and there's works. So that's what makes up a home cell, four W's. In other words, people connect, uh, icebreaker, worship, number, very, very important. There's always got to be worship. No, number three, there's the Word. And the Word is not a Bible study. It's a discussion. Now, we give a skeleton to the home cell leaders that they ought to follow. And your home cell ought to be following this, right? And, and if it's not, you're going to have to talk to your home cell leader and say, uh-uh. Let's get back to focus. We build according to pattern. Amen. Because if, if a home cell doesn't have structure and pattern and vision, it will go like that. It will die. Amen. Ooh, hallelujah. So there's the word. There's, there's a time of discussion. You know what was a great thing? I was at a home cell on Wednesday, and then I, a, a guy came to me afterwards and he hadn't made a commitment to the Lord yet, and I prayed with him. Then he came to speak to me, and he said, you know, 
I've had questions about God. And I was so glad tonight, as a non-believer, as a non-Christian, yet, yet, all right, until he made that prayer, until we prayed. So I was so glad to see that there are Christians who also have questions. What a great place in a home cell to, to share and to discuss and people can agree and ask questions or disagree, right? And from that, there's the discussion because that's discipleship. Discipleship is not about just about the knowledge you have, but it's about the questions that you ask. Like Jesus, they found Jesus in the temple, right? At the age of 13, 12, right? At what age? 12, okay. And what, what did the Bible say? That the, the scribes and Pharisees were amazed at the knowledge he had. No, at the questions he asked. The way we grow is by connection, asking questions, and rather ask a question. So that's a home cell. Welcome, worship, word. And the last thing is works. What is works? Every home cell ought to have this, a vision. We are here to reach to win the loss at any cost. In other words, we are praying for family members and friends that we are praying to a home cell or to church that they would come, come to Christ or there are many that are not, that, that have just drifted in this time. There are so many all around the city, thousands and thousands of people that are disenfranchised, no longer in church. We need to reach them. And so the works is a critical part of every home cell because a home cell needs vision. Say vision. Without vision, we perish. Amen. So that's, a, that's home cell teaching in five minutes. That's a home cell. Amen. So you want to be part of a home cell, press the line info at crcaus.org. And so I want to be part of a home cell or talk to one of our leaders. You will see there, there are tables here, different ministries that happen on a Sunday. In this place, we have many other ministries that happen, not just on a Sunday. But talk to somebody. So I want to get involved. Amen. I want to do something. I, you know, if a, if, if a home cell understands this, you can reach more people in a year or in five years as a home cell than most churches will reach in 20 years. If we understand that we can actually pray and believe God and reach our world and love one another and care for one another at the same time. Amen. Come on. Somebody say amen. So amen in this place. Yes, hallelujah. And then one last thing. I know, I know south of the river is on. Tuesday is new members orientation, but good for you to know this. New members orientation here in Wangara. We'll have soon in uh, south of the river. But what is new members orientation? Is membership in the Bible? No, that, no, it's not. Amen. But I'll tell you what is in the Bible. Being planted in the house of God. Commitment. Agreement. Working together. The Bible says, know those who labor amongst you. Amen. That's in the Bible. So what is it? When we talk about new members orientation, we're not going to give you a sticker. We're going we're to come together and we're going to show you what we believe. And we're going to ask you, do you believe the same thing? And if so, okay. Because here's the point. We're living in a day and age where we are facing serious issues within churches because churches and even Christian schools don't want to address these issues. We're too afraid to say that marriage is between a natural man and a natural woman. Amen? Say what you like. Amen? 
Well, that's part of our statement of faith, and we need you to know that. We need you to agree on that because no one's going to get involved in this ministry, in this church, without actually saying, I subscribe to that, and I agree with that. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. Amen. Because if we don't make a stand, there is nothing. Because our kids have been, we're actually going to have something now with, um, we're going to be having a momentum thing with Mareka. And who else are going to be the Mareka? James, James Parker, ex-homosexual uh, activist, got saved, born again, changed. He will tell you the amount of, of, um, of people that are phoning him every day in schools. Because they're caught up by the ideology of the system about gender issues, binary don't know who they are. We need to teach our children. So we're going to have that soon because we need to answer some questions that we are facing out there. We cannot put our head in the sand and pretend it doesn't exist. Amen. Somebody say amen. All right. So thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that's, that's Tuesday. Amen. Over Pastor David. So we believe in God. We're going to a new facility next week. We don't know where it is, but it's one of three. So we're going to be in a new facility south of the river. And this is exciting times. Amen. You know, uh, we don't back off. We don't give up. We do what we need to do. God bless you. Thank you, uh, David. Love you. Love all of you. Love you guys. Thank you. God bless you. Hey, and then just, just while we're on this, um, uh, thank you to Patrick and Libby for redoing the, the, the mom's room. And um, all right, and uh, they, they haven't finished yet, but really doing that. So thank you. Thank you for your commitment. And it is a mom's with tots, so it's like under two. All right, it's not a play center. Uh, we do it. We will have certain toys, but we're not going to pro provide a whole lot of toys because of hygiene issues. You got that? <laughs> Amen. And uh, we ask then uh, parents to bring their own toys and then they can keep their own toys clean. I think it is important. Agreed? Amen. I ain't washing toys in the week. <laughs> now there is Victor. Right, Victor? All right. Amen. 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 All right. I want to I wanna just share this morning with you and or preach this morning. And uh, there's some stuff afterwards you can get, which, which is part of this. But the, 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 the title of what I'm going to minister this morning is I Walk in the Blessing and Favor of God. I Walk in the Blessing and the Favor of God. You know, there's a simplicity that is found in Christ that Christians often miss. And I believe we have to get back to that simplicity. In 2 Corinthians 11 verse 3, this came up as a scripture last Sunday night. But Paul the Apostle says this, he says, But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your mind, say minds, may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. There's a simplicity that is in Christ that is a critical factor for us to live in a place of favor and blessing. The simplicity that is in Jesus. You know, Paul says, as the, as the serpent, and a serpent is sly and cunning. He says, by his craftiness, by his trickery, will corrupt your minds. You know, like a hard drive in a computer is corrupted. So Paul says, he says, look, your minds can be corrupted. The word corrupted there actually means shrinkage. It's like shrinkage. Your mind and your capacity for God can shrink because we move away from the simplicity that is in Jesus Christ. You know, we have to be so careful 
that we, we maintain the center of everything and we make sure that is Jesus. Because church does not evolve around us, it revolves around the Son of God. Church is not about our programs, although we have programs and do all these things. It's not about our protocol, it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. That's why when we sing these songs, amazing songs this morning, it's about Jesus. And we're making declarations that He is Jehovah Jireh. We're making that declaration. We make a declaration that He's the man of sorrows, that He's taken our sin, He's taken our sickness. It's, it's the simplicity that is in Christ. And let's go to, to Galatians chapter 3, because let's look at this, because the simplicity that is in Christ is, is, a, is fundamental to our Christian walk. And I'm going to get us in a moment after the Scripture to, to have some good confession. So we're going to do some work this morning. Are you ready for work? Amen. So by the time you walk out of here, your faith is on a different level. Because we've got to get back to the Word of God. We've got to speak the Word of God. We've got to declare the Word of God. Uh, uh, the, uh, oftentimes Christianity is called the great confession. Confession means you say what God says, just like the world has a language, and we know what the language is out there, and it's all to do with gender, it's all to do with sexuality, it's all to do with that. The, the world has a language right now, one language around the world, amen, about the flag that you fly. But the flag that we fly is the Lord Jesus Christ. The language that we speak is the Word of God. That's what we speak, and that's why the enemy hates what we say. That's why everything is aimed at the church to dismantle what is in the church. But we ain't backing off. Come on. Because God's Word will remain forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the Word of God shall endure forever. That's what the Lord Jesus says. So we build on the Word of God. No matter what happens, no matter what financial crisis it is, no matter what is happening, in, in the economy, we, if we work on the Word of God and stand on the Word of God, we shall come through. Somebody say amen. Come on. And so Galatians chapter 3 verse 1 to verse 9, he says, uh, he says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. So Paul the Apostle says, look, he says you've been bewitched. You've simply been charmed away from, from the simplicity that is in Christ. That the fact is that Jesus was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. That's why Paul says, he says, I preach Christ and Him crucified. Because that is the power of God. If you and I want to ever experience the power of God, it's not a about how much we pray or how much we fast. It's not about how much we give, although we should give and we should pray and we should fast. It's not about that. It's not about how great I am or how not, how, uh, what car I drive or where I stay. It's about none of that. What it is about is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's about the power of God that is in the cross of Jesus. And no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how much you've fallen, no matter how many mistakes you've made, you have to remember that it's Jesus Christ and Him crucified that is the power of God. Amen. And he says, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus was clearly portrayed amongst you as crucified. Verse 2 says, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? So how did you receive the Spirit? Because you were good? Because you did stuff? Or because you believe God? He says, did you receive that because of what you did? 
Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, that you are now being made perfect by the flesh? And every one of us, periodically through the year, we need to make this part of our lives, that we really assess our lives and we come back to who Jesus is. Because it is true that as we walk this walk, because of all the distractions and all the voices and everything out there, that we pick up stuff along the way. You know, like viruses, like a computer virus. But we pick up mind viruses and spirit viruses, little things, not demons, but it could be talking to you. Belief systems, like we said last week. Belief systems that are not Jesus. And we periodically have to come back. Say, Jesus, it's you that I build on. Amen. And he says, are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit? Verse 3, are you not being made perfect by the flesh? Verse 4, have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? You know, you know we must never lose the pioneering, militant pursuit of the gospel. Because sometimes as churches grow, they become more like slick. And, and I, I believe in excellence. But we must never lose the essence of the gospel. Never lose the essence of we love one another. We love Jesus. We love his word. And we're here to reach our world for Jesus. We're not, a re we're not here to reach our world for new members. Although people should be planted. But we're here to reach our world for Jesus. Because we want one day when we stand before God, he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. And we can say, Lord Jesus, I brought these with us. I brought these with me. These are the ones. These are the ones I prayed for. These are the ones I, I shared my testimony. And that's the greatest way that you can ever evangelize. People think, teach me how to evangelize. Well, tell them how you got saved. Because that will sharpen up your, your, your testimony. Tell people how you got saved, how Jesus changed your life and what you were. Simple. You tell them what you were before, what happened, and how, what you are like now. And then you ask them simply, would you like to receive Jesus like I did? The greatest way is just to share your testimony. Amen. Come on. Amen. And he says, verse 5, Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles amongst you. So, so He gives you the Holy Spirit and works miracles amongst you. Does He do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? That's a question we have to ask. Are, are we, do we think that God is holding out on us because we haven't done enough? Or do we simply believe God and say, Lord, I never deserved anything but you made me worthy. I never deserved and I was never worthy of anything, but Jesus, by your blood, by the cross, you made me worthy. And so, Lord, I thank you for the miracles and I thank you for the supply of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for the provision that you give. We've got to get back to Him. We've got to let Jesus be our all in all. And He says, verse 6, Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him, for righteousness. Abraham was a pagan worshiper. 
He came from the Ur of Chaldees. But he simply believed God. He's the father of faith. And he says in verse 7, Therefore know that those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. So who's the son of Abraham here? I am. Amen. I know you're a girl, but in this case, there's no gender. So, uh, all right. <laughs> right. But we're sons. We're children of Abraham. Because we're people of faith. And he says, As the Scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham saying, in you all the nations shall be blessed. They shall be blessed, right? They shall be blessed. God said to Abraham, I will bless you. The, the word bless there actually means, the picture in Genesis 12, it simply means it's like a camel bow, you know when a camel goes down? That's the word bless. So what it is, it's almost as if God bends and rolls the blessing onto us you see Jesus bent he came down from heaven he bent he rolled the blessing on us through the cross through his blood and so we've been blessed and he says in verse 9 so then those who are of faith are blessed say blessed with believing Abraham we are blessed with Him. So when God, and I've said this before, and I will keep on saying it until the end of my days, that when God blessed Abraham, God saw you. God saw you. God saw you. God saw you. God saw Stephen and Angie. God saw Jason. God saw Ruan. God saw. God saw. God saw you. And he blessed you. That's what He did. So faith are blessed together with believing Abraham. What was the promise to Abraham? I will bless you and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Amen. Whoever curses you, I will curse. Whoever blesses you, I will bless. Come on. The Bible says that Abraham was blessed beyond measure. So that same blessing is something that we have to decide. I'm going to step into this instead of living a life of condemnation and guilt and thinking I'm not good enough because the Bible says there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the spirit but after the flesh. Amen. Come on, listen to me. you got to get this because, you know, simply mean simply means this. Read the, the book of uh, uh, Romans and Romans chapter 8. Simply means this, that if you walk according to the flesh means this simply that you are trying through your own efforts to find salvation. That's what the flesh means. It does not mean sin. Amen. Listen to me because the original sin is this, that we moved away from trusting God. That's the sin. And that's what God says. He says, those who walk in the Spirit are those who believe that I alone am the way of salvation. Amen. Come on. You've got to get this. That's why there's no condemnation. The devil cannot condemn you if you realize I'm not this salvation was not bought by me, but it was bought by Jesus. Amen. He cannot condemn you. That you got to get this right, child of God. Come a young Christian, young person, you got to get this right. It's because of what Jesus has done. That's why there's no condemnation. Amen. Well, pastor, what happens if I sin? Well, go to Jesus. 1 John 1 verse 9 says that if I confess my sin, He is faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. That's why there's no condemnation. Because the devil may tell you that you've messed up. Well, you've got to go tell him again. Hold on. I may have messed up, but there's somebody who took my sin upon himself. That's why I don't live in condemnation. Come on. Come on. And so, I am blessed. Are you blessed? 
So what is a blessing? And we're going to make some declarations this morning. I've got 22 declarations. I am blessed faith declarations. And there's a couple of hundred of these outside in the foyer if you want them. All right. But we made them for you this morning. But listen, we're going to make some declarations this morning. So are you ready? Uh, uh, are you ready, media? We're going to make some declarations. Amen. So we're going to make some declarations. Are you ready with number one there? All right. So what we're going to do, let's just put it up. I am filled. I am filled. You got it? All right. So we're going to say this together. You don't have to say the scripture references are there. We're going to work this morning because I have to get you to confess the word. Amen. This is like a big home cell. Amen. So you're ready. Now you can decide. I'm, I'm not going to say anything because I came to church to listen. No, if you speak the word of God, you will walk out of here on a different level. You'll suddenly realize, man, as you speak the word of God, because confession means to say what God says. The great confession. You can read Hebrews. And if we speak the word of God, we shall prosper in everything. That's what God said to Joshua. That's what Psalm 1 says. That we shall prosper in all things. You will make your way prosperous. You will have all, uh, you will make your way prosperous and you will succeed. So are you ready with number one? Let's go. And we're going to say this together. All right. Are you ready? Turn to the person next to you say, are you ready? Come on, are you ready? Come on, are you ready? All right, tell yourself, I'm ready. Okay, so I'm ready, pastor. <laughs> All right, I'm ready, spaghetti. All right, there we go. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Gladiator, are you ready? Come on, we got to get the word in us. Come on, we're ready. Uh, okay, let's start. I am filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. His will is my prosperity. Number two, God delights in my prosperity. Amen. He gives me power to get wealth that He may establish His covenant upon the earth. I immediately respond in faith to the guidance of the Holy Spirit within me. I am always in the right place at the right time because my steps are ordered of the Lord. Number four, God has given me all things that pertain to life and godliness and I'm well able to possess all that God has provided for me. Number five, God is the unfailing, unlimited source of my supply. My financial income now increases as the blessings of the Lord overtake me. Number six, as I give, it shall be given to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Number seven, I honor the Lord with my substance and the first fruits of my increase. My barns are filled with plenty. Somebody say they are filled with plenty. And my vessels burst forth with new wine. Come on, are you getting it there? The band can come up. Are you getting it? Come on, can you, do you know that suddenly your faith level goes to a different point right now? Amen. We got a whole lot more to go. Hallelujah. Number eight, I am like a tree planted by rivers of water. I bring forth my, uh, in my season, my leaves shall not wither and whatever I do will prosper. The grace of God even makes my mistakes to prosper. Number nine, I am blessed in the city, blessed in the field, 
blessed coming in and blessed going out. I am blessed in the basket and blessed in the store. My bank accounts, investments, health and relationships flourish. The blessing of the Lord overtake me in all areas of my life. Number 10, the blessing of the Lord makes truly rich and He adds no sorrow with it. Number 11, my God makes all grace abound toward me in every favor of earthly blessing so that I have all sufficiency for all things and abound to every good work. Come on, are you getting it this morning? Are you getting it? Amen. We're only halfway now. We're only halfway. I've been talking more than you. I need to sit. You got it? Amen. Hallelujah. Number 12. Are you ready? The Lord has opened unto me His good treasure and blessed the work of my hands. He has commanded the blessing upon me in my storehouse and all that I undertake. Hallelujah. Number 13, I delight myself in the Lord and He gives me the desires of my heart. Number 14, the Lord rebukes the devourer for my sake and no weapon that is formed against my finances will prosper. All obstacles and hindrances to my financial prosperity are now dissolved. Number 15, my mind is renewed by the Word of God. Therefore, I forbid thoughts of failure and defeat to inhabit my mind. Hallelujah. Number 16, I am delivered from the power and authority of darkness. I cast down reasonings and imaginations that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. And I bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of God's Word. Hallelujah. Number 17. I am filled with the wisdom of God and I am led to make wise and prosperous financial decisions. The Spirit of God guides me into all truth regarding my financial affairs. Do you believe that? Amen. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. You're going to prosper. You don't have to make, you're going to have to cut down everything that you've been saying over your life that you won't prosper. The simplicity that is in Christ. We agree with God. Hallelujah. Number 18. Says the Lord causes my thoughts to become agreeable to His will. And so my plans are established and succeed. Number 19. There is no lack for my God supplies all my needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Number 20. The Lord is my shepherd and I do not lack any good thing. Jesus came that I might have life and have it more abundantly. Number 21. Having received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, I reign as a king in life by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Number 22, the Lord has pleasure in the prosperity of His servant and Abraham's blessings are mine. Somebody say amen in this place. Hallelujah. 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 You know, just just put up Psalm Psalm 35 verse 27, please. Because I want you to get this. Amen. I want us to stand to our feet this morning. Hallelujah. We get back. You get back to the simplicity that is in Jesus. You know, I know when we confess these things, even for some people, it's hard. Because the works mentality is there. You think, no, 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 no. It's not all about me. Excuse me. How can you bless anybody if you're not blessed? How are you going to feed the poor if you are poor? Amen. Come on. Come on. How are you going to be, make anything, any, if 
the, the problem is we've, we've just allowed the world to just take away everything from us and we just think, okay, we'll just manage. We, we'll just, no, we'll say nothing. We'll do nothing. No, no. We are blessed of God. Do you have Psalm 35 verse 27? I want you to read this. Yeah, let, let's read the scripture together because this is what the scriptures say about you. It says, let them shout for joy. Who? Who? Let them. No, 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 not you. Not you. Let them out there. Out there. Your boss. Your, those who are giving you work. Those. Let them. Let them. Let the world. Let the world. Let the world. Let, let the place you're working for. Let them. Amen. Let them. Come on. Let your family, your friends, let them. Let the people around you, let them. That's a prayer I pray all the time. He says, let them, sh- let them shout for joy and be glad. Who, who what? Favor. I know that's an American spelling of favor, but listen. It, who favor, whose cause? My righteous cause. Listen, if you get this, your righteous cause is God's righteous cause. And God's righteous cause is your righteous cause. Why? Because God said, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing to the families of the earth. Amen. So he says, let them rejoice and be glad who favor my righteous cause. I have a righteous cause. That's to win the loss at any cost. I have a righteous cause. Amen. To be a blessing to the families of the earth. I have a righteous cause. We want to plant more churches. I have a righteous cause. We want to do more for God. We want to win more for people, more people to Christ. I have a righteous cause. Hallelujah. I have a righteous cause that we want to build homes for the retired. We want to build homes. We, I have a righteous cause. We have a dream. It's a righteous cause. God will favor us. Amen. Let them rejoice and be glad who favor my righteous cause. Come on, keep it up there. Amen. I'm not finished with that scripture. I love that scripture. Psalm 35, 27. Let's go. Let them shout for joy and be glad. Are we there? Hallelujah. It's there. It's invisible. Can you see it? Amen. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say what? Continually. Next part. Let them say continually. Next part. Come on. Psalm 27. Let the Lord be magnified who delights in the prosperity of His servant. Come on, you've got to get this. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who delights in the prosperity of His servant. Come on, you know what? That's how we got to pray. we got to pray even for government. we got to pray for all these stupid mandates. we got to pray and we say, God, you're going to favor your people. You're going to favor the church. Amen. Favor us. Favor us. We're not going to go without. You're not going to go without. Amen. Amen. The church, Israelites, so the Israelites left Egypt. They didn't leave Egypt woke and broke. They left Egypt with all the gold and silver of the Egyptians. Listen to me. We have to get a dominion mindset, a different mindset. To say we are not, we're not, we're not going to run with our tail between our legs. 
Amen. We are here to dominate. We are here to be fruitful and to multiply, to have dominion. That's why we are here. Amen. We're not backing off. Yes, Jesus. when Jesus comes back, He's not coming back for a church that, that, is, that is broken and weak. He's coming back, the Bible tells us, for a church that is glorious, without spot, without wrinkle. That's the church that Jesus is coming back for. That's the church that God is building. We are not going to back down. Amen. We believe the Word of God. Somebody say Amen. Somebody say Amen. Come on, I want us to sing that song. Jehovah Jaira, you are you are more than enough because that's what we are saying. God needs to touch your family. God needs to touch your health. God needs to touch your finances. God needs to touch your business. God needs to touch your future. God needs to touch your education, whatever it may be. And we're saying, God, you are more than enough. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't move away from the simplicity that is in Christ. Faith is so simple. And by the way, faith never takes a day off. Amen. Faith doesn't take a day off. I don't, you know, for, for those who run business, they will tell you, they're always thinking about business. <laughs> when they're on holiday, they're working business plans. They're taking calls, looking at emails. That's what it's like. That's what it's like in the ministry. You know, but faith is the same. You don't take a day off. You may go on holiday, but there God can speak to you. You may go on holiday, but you can command blessing from where you are, a thousand kilometers away upon your business. Amen. That's how faith works. Faith never takes a day off. Hallelujah. So let's sing this song. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.